Poco with a good feeling to know from 1972. Stay tuned for Coffee Time with Angel and Grant coming up next, and that's followed by Gorilla Got Me with Sarah J. Right here on WMBR in Cambridge. First on your FM dial, broadcasting at 88.1 FM, webcasting at WMBR.org. Sure, humans can be a little weird at times, but take it from me, I'm a dog. And a person is about the best thing that can happen to a shelter pet. So if you want to learn how you can be that person, get down to your local pet shelter or visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Listen to some jazz and rhyme And have a cup of coffee Let me show A little coffee house I know Where all the new bohemians go To have a cup of coffee
How are you doing out there, everybody? It is Friday, um, July 28th, 2023. This is Coffee Time. My name is Angela Grant, and I hope you're doing okay. Hope you're feeling good out there, everybody. Well, I hope you're cool, baby. You got to be cool. I have a cool cat with me. <clears throat> so cool because he is a supporter of WMBR. He donated during our fundraiser, and he's done that before, and he's He's actually been on a show already. Uh, he was on Troubadour a few weeks ago, and this is Mr. John Clark, who is our guest DJ today. And uh, he has a lot of very interesting things that he's going to play and and talk about. So take it away, Mr. John Clark. Thanks so much, Angela. Well, first I'd like to uh, say this. I want to dedicate this first hour to a friend of mine, Robert Arden May, who lives in Jacksonville, Florida. And Bob May and I, it's his 75th birthday today. Oh, happy is, birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, Bob. And Bob, Bob May and I have been best friends for 60-odd years wow. come this fall. And believe me, some of those years were pretty odd. <laughs> well, we're going to start today then with something, uh, the history. I call it the history, the highlights, and the hot shots of scat singing. And we begin with uh, Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five from 1926. Um, Heebie-jeebies is considered to be the first instance of scat singing on record when Louis Armstrong supposedly forgot the words in the middle of a song and improvised a few seconds of nonsense syllables.
When a cat begins to scat, boo-ah, 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 boo-ah. If he's hip, he'll flip his hat, boo-ah, 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 boo-ah. When the drums begin to thump, boo-ah, 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 boo-ah. Then a chick has got to jump, boo-ah, boo-ah. When the band begins to bop, I bobble you, bobble you. And the saxes blow that top, oh, you too. Man, the music must improve as the rhythm starts to move.
This is something new you can easily do. It's a crazy refrain. You can't rebob to a lindy hop. Listen while we explain. of me yet I know that it's hopeless you could never really care that's why I despair I'll go along hoping someday you learn the flame in my heart dear forever will burn If I could perform a miracle, I'd revive your thoughts of me. Yet I know that 
that it's hopeless You could never really care That's why I despair I'll go along Hoping someday you learn The flame in my heart, dear Forever will burn John Clark, um, guest hosting on Coffee Time today with um, Angel and Grant at the controls. Um, let's uh, say a couple words about what the last set that we listened to. We started with, this was a, a set entirely made up of, of scat singing. We started with Louis Armstrong, 1928 Heebie-Jeebies. The next one was um, Flying Home from 1945. Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, recording of the Lionel Hampton song from that same year, um, arranged by Vic uh, Shane, who who would later, uh, this recording would be described by the New York Times as one of the most influential vocal jazz records uh, of the decade, where other singers, most notably Louis Armstrong, had tried sim similar improvisation. No one before Miss Fitzgerald employed the technique with such dazzling inventiveness. Next was um, Scat Man Crothers and Marie Bryant. Uh, when a scat, when a cat <laughs> begins to scat, from a movie, uh, The Return of Gilbert and Sullivan. Now the Scat Man's musical career goes all the way back to the 1930s, but he's actually much better known for his work in films and television. In fact, over 50 roles in each medium. But true to form, the cat could really scat. Um, Next was uh, The Mooch, uh, 1928, Duke Ellington. Now, this song's considered to be one of Ellington's signature songs. It opens with a high reed trio playing a, a most eerie and haunting theme. And the tune features Bubber Miley with that growling trumpet, 
a clarinet solo by Barney Bigard, and acoustic guitar solo by the legendary Lonnie Johnson, and then a down-and-dirty scat vocal by Gertrude Baby Cox. Next was the scat song. Who, who else? Cab Calloway. This actually comes from, it's 1931. It comes from a promotional film um, of artists who were managed by Irving Mills, who also managed Duke Ellington. Of course, Calloway was a master scatter and included scatting in many records and undoubtedly every concert. Then we heard 1957 Saravon All of Me, an MRC recording, an album called Swingin' Easy, which featured a rhythm section of Richard Davis and Roy Haynes. Then uh, Babs Gonzalez, actually three bips and a bop, I think was what he called the group, Oopop Da. He formed his own group, uh, released a number of uh, records in the late 40s. Most notably was this one, which later became one of Dizzy Gillespie's first commercial successes. Then was 1956, Yardbird Suite, uh, Carmen McRae's album by Special Request. That featured... Herbie Mann on the flute, a young Herbie Mann on the flute, and then we closed it out with um, Oscar Peterson Company and Clark Terry. I think it was about 1960. Uh, kind of a fun and creative uh, version of scatting called Mumbles. Um, well, this next set I would like to uh, dedicate to or go out to the councils on aging and from the following cities. I've got uh, fans uh, and uh, folks sitting there listening to the program today. Council on Aging in Acton, Acton, Stoneham, Winchester, Bedford, uh, Peabody, Natick, Lexington, Wayland, Brookline, Watertown, and Newton. Hey. Yeah. Well, the next set is It's All Miles Davis. Now, I agree with Ken Burns that the two most important jazz musicians of the first half of the 20th century were Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington. And I don't know, maybe he, he called them the most innovative and creative, I forget. But my vote for musical accomplishment in the second half of that century goes to Miles Davis, who was either an innovator, a prime mover of half a dozen or so jazz trends, or a significant contributor to those trends. And the choice of excellent musicians that he chose for his combos, I think, was also a great contribution that he made to jazz history. Um, well, we start with his collaboration with Charlie Parker in the early days of bebop. Miles wrote this one, Little Willie Leaps. Well, there was some technical difficulties with the CD there. Uh, let me uh, see if I can put some magic on it. Let never fear, never fear. Oh man! Oh man! It played okay in the car. It's got a few marks on the back of it. Let's see. If, let's just. I'm just going to gently do this and wave and close my eyes. Oh man! <laughs> and see if that does the trick. Miles, we need you. Come on, baby. Let's see. All right, play. Let's see. Here we go. Can, Here, you, let's, let's, can you go to the next track? Let's try the next track. Yes. Here we go. All right, so what's the next track there, John? Uh, Boplicity. 
Here we go. Please play. Yeah. Hmm. We're having trouble there, too. We will not lose heart. Don't lose heart. We, we might move to the next set. Uh, that might be a good thing. And, and just, uh, why don't we try the next section and we can come back to Miles. Is that some? I'm good. sorry, we're jazz we're, we're throwing you off. Great here. idea. This, can I, am I on? Yes, this, you're on. Um, this set I have entitled Odd Ditties. Um, it highlights eight orchestra leaders who were evidently not satisfied to record big band music intended for the hit parade. We might say that they marched to a different drummer, both in their compositions and arrangements, and we begin with Claude Thornhill, his contribution uh, to a set I'm calling Odd Ditties. Awesome.
Good-looking. Want to play with me? Uh, yeah, uh, Paul here. Anything come in for me? Yeah, I know, I know. Jack, Jack, you've never heard anything like this. Blazing, red-hot, vintage rock and roll, country and western, and rhythm and blues on backwards. I coined the term. Every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 with John Funky. Don't mention that name. Here on WMBR in Cambridge. 88.1, first on your FM dial. Backwards. It's more than a radio show. It's the tip of the icebox. Well, that last set, uh, we began with Portrait of a Guinea Farm, Claude Thornhill. Now, Gil Evans arranged that tune, and um, I would say that it falls somewhere between what classical music calls program music and uh, the Warner Brothers cartoon music of Carl Stalling, somewhere between those two. Um, The next was uh, Machito, Stan Kenton, 1947. Now, joining Kenton's band in 1945 was arranger Pete Rugolo, who loved Bartok and Stravinsky and was the key, probably, to what became known as Kenton's progressive jazz phase. Um, Stan had earlier added Latin percussion and uh, Lorindo Almeida on the guitar and recorded this African, uh, Afro-Cuban tune, Machito, around the same time that Dizzy Gillespie hired Latin musicians for his Afro-Cuban masterpiece, Mantica. Then we heard um, Dodging a Divorcee, um, 1934, a British uh, musician, band leader, really, and piano player, Reginald Forsyth, who was born and died in London, England, of an African Creole father and a British mother. Forsyth scored silent films for D.W. Griffith. He wrote arrangements for Paul Whiteman and Earl Hines in the 30s. And Louis Armstrong and Fats Waller recorded his songs. Never heard of Reginald Forsyth? Well, now you have. Well, can I add, by the way, I want to tell everybody, this is Coffee Time. My name is Angeline Grant, and I'm here with John Clark, who's our guest DJ today. Thank you so much, John, for uh, donating so much uh, during our fundraiser and not becoming our wonderful guest here. And uh, John, I, he is a music educator, so he knows a lot. And I'm curious, how did you find Reginald Forsyth? Um, there's a, a group called the Ghost Train Orchestra that kind of specializes in oh. Raymond Scott and this older, odd music. And uh, they had a couple of tracks uh, on one of their records. I'd never heard of him, and that caused me to dig deeper and find out more about wow. him. Wow, I'm very fascinated. All right, continue. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Raymond Scott Quintet did a 1937 tune called The Penguin. Scott called his music descriptive jazz, but most critics dismissed it as simply novelty music. Carl Stalling actually adapted many of Scott's tunes for the music of Warner Brothers cartoons of the 1940s and 50s. I uh, 
believe that there is a direct line from Raymond Scott to Frank Zappa. That's just my belief. (laughs) Next was Opus 5, John Kirby and his Onyx Club Boys, 1939. Bass player Kirby had worked with Fletcher Henderson and Chick Webb. He also accompanied Billie Holiday on on some of her most famous recordings uh, that featured Teddy Wilson and... I forget. Um, Well, John Kirby called his music chamber jazz, and what we heard... Opus 5 is a variation on a piece by Chopin. featured Charlie Shavers on trumpet, Buster Bailey on clarinet, and Billy Kyle on piano. Then came <clears throat> Ebony Concerto, 1945. Woody Herman had commissioned Igor Stravinsky to write the Ebony Concerto. Stravinsky felt that the jazz musicians who played it would have a hard time with the changing time signatures, and he was involved directly in rehearsals and the recording session. Oh, wow. In 1946, the piece was uh, performed at Carnegie Hall. And then, uh, sort of keeping the Stravinsky thread going, Boyd meets Stravinsky. Boyd Rayburn and his orchestra in 1955. Boyd Rayburn often music compared to the progressive jazz of Woody Herman and Stan Kenton. And then we ended with A Bird in Igor's Yard. Fascinating piece of big band music um, that hoped to blend elements of Charlie Parker and Igor Stravinsky, hence the name, A Bird in Igor's Yard. Uh, It was written by revolutionary composer George Russell and recorded by Buddy Franco in 1949, but it was never released until 1972. Now, this next set I would like to um, dedicate to my lovely wife, Lori Hudson. Um, uh, a better wife no man could ever ask for. I consider her to be uh, a gift of God to me and uh, hope I never take her for granted. And by the way, Lori, if you're listening, I think we need milk. If you could just go to the... Uh, convenience store uh, before I get home. Uh, The next set, uh, now we're actually going to do the Miles Davis set that uh, we tried. We tried before, it didn't work out too well. As I say, uh, why am I doing this? Uh, Miles was an innovator, a prime mover of over half a dozen or so uh, jazz trends or a significant contributor to those trends. Uh, His choice of excellent musicians that he chose for his combos also secured his place in jazz history. So we start with this collaboration with Charlie Parker um, in early days of bebop. All right, let's hope this works.
So the first uh, tune we heard in that set was Little Willie Leaps, uh, Miles Davis All-Stars on Savoy with Charlie Parker on tenor sax this time um, with John Lewis and Max Roach. The tune was written by Miles Davis. Then Boplicity, the Miles Davis Nonet, 1949, from a, the birth of the Cool Sessions. And it was one of the four tracks that was actually released that year. Uh, the, the balance of them was released in, by Capitol in 57. Arrangement was by Bill Evans, included Jerry Mulligan and Lee Connitz, who had played with Claude Thornhill. Gil Evans had arranged for Thornhill. Davis later said that Birth of the Cool was an attempt to emulate Claude Thornhill's approach with a smaller ensemble. Other members of uh, that we heard on that track were J.J. Uh, Johnson, Kenny Clark, and future modern jazz quartet pianist John Lewis. Then Aragon, Miles Davis with Sonny Rollins, 1954, on one of his prestige uh, label recordings. Uh, it was a Sonny Rollins composition, featured Horace Silver, Percy Heath, and Kenny Clark. Um, here's, here's Miles again, making a fine contribution to the hard bop trend that, like cool jazz, was a sort of more acceptable offshoot, a refinement, you might say, of bebop. Then we heard Tad's Delight from uh, Miles' first Columbia album, Round Midnight, Around About Midnight featured John Coltrane, Red Garland, Paul Chambers, and Philly Joe Jones, written by Tad Dameron. Then Summertime, 1958, uh, from uh, Porgy and Bess, arranged by Gil Evans. Uh, this was Miles' second album that uh, what Gunther Schuller called uh, third stream jazz, a combination of elements of classical and jazz music. Um, but not exactly like either, like either Arthur Fiedler or Andre Castellanitz. Then we have um, uh, f closed with Miles Stones, which was the first sort of modal tune that Miles did that was kind of a preview of Kind of Blue, which came after that. Um, well, um, before we do the next set, I'd like to dedicate it to uh, these senior living communities uh, the folks are probably listening today, Gables of Winchester, Kaplan Estates, Carlton Willard, Cabot Park Village, Neville Place, Standish Village, Burlington, um, I don't know, Traditions of Dedham, Newbridge on the Charles, Center Communities, both of them in Brookline, Forestdale, Maplewood, and Mount Pleasant in Jamaica Plain. This next set uh, will uh, highlights, um, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I'll just jump in to say this is coffee time. My name is Angeline Grant, and I'm here with my guest, John Clark, who's doing such a great job. Thank you, Angel. So much to tell us. And thanks for just the opportunity to do this. If you have any comments on today's uh, program, just uh, text at uh, the number, what is it, 617 253 8810. Well, this final set uh, features exclusively live performances, nearly all of them from movies and television shows. In other words, none of them were recorded in a studio or released on record. To get the full visual effect, I'd re recommend watching them on YouTube. Uh, we start with a signature tune, uh, I think it's only fitting, by the late, great Tony Bennett uh, from a Judy Garland TV special, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, 1963. <laughs> But we've reached the Sierras And that's why I wear a smile Cause I know in a little while 
I know that I'll be home to stay in my city by the bay. I left my High on a hill It calls to me To be well little cable cars Climb halfway to the stars The morning fire May chill the air I don't care My love waits there In San Francisco Above the blue And windy sea When I come home to you San Francisco Your golden sun will shine for me
had some brand new tricks. Played his horn on crazy kicks. The thing that made him such a flop was the beat. But when he should have bopped, his stand will catch up right up on the stand. But he couldn't seem to dig the band. He thought he was the cream of a cop. Body beat. Oh, when he should have bopped. All cats gathered around to see what he was trying to prove. But anyone could plainly see that he was dragging them out of the group. At last, the leader turned around and said, Listen, Pops, you had better stop. Or there you go, you did it again. You just beat, or when you should have Why, you're the lover I have waited 
wait a minute, fellas. Kitty, you are. In route two. Oh, are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Wait a minute, you wanna. Shake my hand like they do it in Harlem. Stick your hand right out and shout, give me some skin. My friend, step right up and take your stand. You don't have to be timid. Stick your hand right out and shout, give me some skin. My friend, smack it, whack it, let your hand rotate. Show it, blow it, put it in your pocket till a future date. If you want to shake my hand like they do it in Harlem. others in a wooden hut. I love them all. They all love me. It's very lovely, but oh, how I hate to get up in the morning. Oh, how I'd love to remain in bed. For the hardest blow of all is to hear the bugler call. You gotta get up. You gotta get up. You gotta get up this morning. Someday I'm going to murder the bugler. Someday they're going to find him dead. 
I'll amputate his reveille and step upon it heavily and spend the rest of my life in bed. Oh, how I hate to get up in the morning. Oh, how I love to remain in bed. For the hardest blow of all is to hear the bugle call. You gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up this morning. Someday I'm going to murder the bugle. Someday you're going to find it dead. And then I'll get that other pup. The guy who wakes the bugler up And spends the rest of my life in bed Ruben, Ruben, I've been thinking Said his wife be dear Now that things are peaceful and calm The boys will soon be back on the farm his chin. He pulled his chair up close to mother and he asked her with a grin, how, 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 how you gonna keep them down on the farm after they've seen Paris? How you gonna keep them away from Broadway? Just the rush take the town. How you gonna keep them away from harm? That's a mystery. They'll never want to see a rake or fly. Well, 
started with uh, Left My Heart in San Francisco, Tony Bennett on a, and actually a duet by the end of it, uh, with Judy Garland in 1963. Then, uh, short piece there, Wildcat, Joe Venuti and Eddie Lang, 1930. This was uh, featured in the film uh, The King of Jazz. Um, and uh, Joe Venuti, of course, was, was known as the father of the jazz violin, violin preceding his French counterpart Stefan Grappelli's career by a few years. Guitarist Eddie Lang played with Paul Whiteman Orchestra in the late 20s and was a favorite of fellow bandmate Bing Crosby. He beeped when he should have bopped. 1946, Dizzy Gillespie and his orchestra. This song refers back to some of the, uh, the days of some of Dizzy Gillespie's problems when he played for uh, Cab Calloway, who eventually fired him for his incessant clowning and uh, for actually pulling a knife on the band leader on one occasion. Then we heard uh, that old black magic, Louis Prima and Keely Smith, 1959. This is Louis Prima's hot arrangement of the song, which was originally a mid-tempo song. And I recommend watching the video to see why this act with uh, Keely Smith was such a hit in Las Vegas. Unchained Melody. Where's the odd name come from? Well, it, the film uh, called Unchained is where this song appeared in 1955. Black Broadway star Todd Duncan sings it to a room full of men in a minimum security prison. This kind of gives new meaning to the lines, I've hungered for your touch a long, lonely time. 
Time goes by so slowly, sung to these incarcerated men. This was a hit in 55 for Les Baxter, Al Hibbler, and Roy Hamilton before the Righteous Brothers had a hit in 65. Then I got a heart full of music, Benny uh, Goodman Quartet, uh, Gene Krupa, Teddy Wilson, Lionel Hampton from the movie Hollywood Hotel. Give me some skin, my friend. Andrew's Sisters, 1941. It's kind of a little hipster tune featured in an Abbott and Costello wartime comedy called Buck Privates. Then, Oh, How I Hate to Get Up in the Morning, Irving Berlin, 1943. This was actually a song that Berlin had written for a World War I musical back in 1918, which later appeared in the most important war film of World War II called This is the Army. How are You Going to Keep Them Down on the Farm, 1942, Judy Garland in a Busby Berkeley film called For Me and My Gal. This is another great example of World War I song that was used to great effect in a World War II movie. Then, as far as jazz and pop songs go today, we now end where we started with the tune Heebie Jeebies, this time by the delightful Boswell sisters. And then the closer, Dixie Hummingbirds, live at Newport 66. Angeline usually plays a gospel tune, so keeping with that tradition, we heard this one by the Dixie Hummingbirds. Um, and uh, that's all I have for you today. Thank oh, you so much. Gosh, thank you, John, uh, for doing this and for supporting WMBR. It means so much. And I just have to tell the listeners, as I've texted to some people, his knowledge is amazing. And only a snippet has been on the air today. And uh, anyway, thanks again. Stay tuned for Sarah J. and Gorilla Got Me and all the great shows on our fine station. Hey, this is David Thomas from Parable, and you're listening to WMBR Cambridge. That's right. Hello? 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 Hi, John. Hi. I just walked up that river. God, it's great. I know it's only a silly little stretch, but it's really brilliant. All right, I'm ready to leave. But you've made this experience your own, John, and that's the only way to do it, and you've done it you know, you've got what... I mean, I don't know. Out of well, it. I don't know how I've been perceived. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this show's going down. I don't know nothing at all. Well, to me, we're, you've we're, certainly we're looked like absolute, you've enjoyed I, yourself. Oh, I have, yeah. For and me, think, for me, the world can say what they like, but I want them to get it right, and I want I want these words to be, to be heard, because they're important. They uh, are important. They uh, are, because Johnny don't run from nothing. I have no fear. None. I know that, so I wonder what you're doing now and how you can leave them. I have to make my own decisions here, and I think it's for the best, and they will know that. Have you talked to them about it? I have whispered it in ones and twos. Do you think it's fair to have a chat with them about it? No. No. Can't be swayed. I think. But why I... are you scared of talking to them? Why did you think they're going to listen turn... to me now? Don't you dare use that word. Don't don't be ludicrous, right? And don't twist it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just trying I'm ready... to have a chat with you, John. Honestly. Right. Fine. You know. Okay. Let's just. Can you know. I leave now? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>